All right, now let's address the elephant in the room. Because <laughs> you, because of your oh, hello. <laughs> I have one almond croissant. Says the guy who munches on a, a muffin like an apple. There is no evidence of that here. There's crumbs all over your top. <laughs> now listen, because of your behaviour, yeah. Neil Young's pulled his music off Spotify. <laughs> How's this? I didn't even know who Neil Young was. What? <laughs> Get out. Or the other person that went Joni Mitchell? This is the thing. They wanted to make a big... Uh, look, I, I'm just going to preface this by saying um, I don't care if you listen or don't listen to Joe Rogan, but um, if you're going to come out and make a big stance, yeah. um, I don't know, just be somebody that people have heard of, that, that <laughs> you know, everyone has heard of. How can you not have heard of Neil Young? I don't, well, what were you listening to in your uh, Croatian childhood? <laughs> That is my impression of Croatian play score. <laughs> You're going to get us cancelled now. <laughs> well, listen, a video was uh, released to Paul this week saying the N-word. <laughs> oh, that was not me. T- well, we're talking about Nissan, obviously. Yes, yes, um, that was me. But, uh, wow. Hoo-ha. <laughs> Lucky to be here. Lucky to be here. Yes, I Look exactly. at you, fresh from the States, looking good. Mm-hmm. Nice and tanned. You always bring up your tan that doesn't exist. You don't have a tan. No, that's hair. It's it's a natural tan. It's really nice. I am European. You look like you've rubbed Milo over yourself. <laughs> hey, now, we've got a mystery car review coming mm. up, right? So you sent me this challenge of uh, reviewing, I will say, a Chinese car. Yes. And then I thought, oh, no. Um, <laughs> and then I looked through all our emails all ten of them. Yes. Nine of them were from Tom Baker trying to call you and cancel you out. Um, <laughs> but one of them. Um, but, no, we did have a lot of requests for this car, so I thought, fine, I'll do it. Yes. And uh, we're going to chat about that very soon. But a car that I am so, so excited for, kind of, is the Nissan Z or Z, depending what kind of part of the world you're from. Yes, exactly, yep. Um my impression, what, what were your first impressions just by looking at this car? Um, well, I like the back more than I like the front. I think the back is is iconic styling. The front, eh, not so much. It looks a bit sort of um, anonymous at the front there. But mm. I, I know the guy that's, that's de- I guess, developing this, uh, Tumura-san. So he's the Mr. GTR. Oh, do you want me to just pick that name up you dropped? <laughs> <laughs> I know the guy who's just done this. So, As an engineer. Um, I like him. He's, he's, he's a good guy. So um, he, I think the fact that he's behind this means that it will be good, given um, the GTR and, and the last one that I drove, the T-Spec, I thought was out of this world as, as the last GTR for Australia. So I know that it'll be good. And what I'm curious to see, though, is, I guess, how it'll be priced in Australia. That's, that's one thing. And how much availability there's going to be with all this semiconductor stuff. Mm. Um, Tamura-san has also said that he doesn't want to be involved in anything hybrid-related, so he will either step down or the next GTR or the next iteration of this car won't have any hybrid elements, which I don't know will be the case. But, um, yeah, I, I am excited. What do you think? I like it. I like, I'm like. i kind of an ass man like yourself. I, I, did like, <laughs> um, I did like the back of it more than I like the front. I used to own a 260Z back in the day. Yes. And... You know, we're just saying, we're chatting off air. It's funny how we have this warped version of history because everyone's like, oh, the 260Z, what a car, what a fantastic car. I would dislocate my shoulder to turn that frigging thing. It Like the V6 <laughs> in it, it's heavy as, yep. it, it is a great car. Like I loved it. I loved getting in there, feeling like a rock star. Like you feel pretty cool, but it wasn't the best thing ever. Do you yes. know what I mean? But, yeah, but um, that's, it, it, that, that's a thing though, right? 
I don't think any car really is the best thing ever. It's what it means to you. Mm. And this is why people like weird things. You know what I mean? Like um, a friend of mine who is a car journalist recently bought a uh, the original Audi TT and I think that is <sighs> the worst-looking car in the world. But to him... It means something, right? Um, and I think the same thing with the 260. It's It means something to you. And while you have fond memories of it, if you drove it again, yeah. all you'd do is complain about the lack of air conditioning and oh. the lack of power steering. The trip from Melbourne to, say, Geelong yep. would be half a tank. Yes. It was incredible. To go home, it would cost me a full fuel. tank of fuel. It was crazy. <laughs> it was a great car. But uh, back to the 2022 version, It's it looks great. Look, the front of it... I would have liked to have seen slightly more aggressive styling. That yep. kind of um, it just looks vague. There's not much going on there. Yeah, it looks. It almost looks too smooth. Like the originals had that kind of um, on the bonnet that that raised yep. notch, and I thought they could have made that a little bit more cutting. Um, but the back looks great. The weird reflectors on the side, you can tell that's there probably for legal reasons. I think that might be a US thing. I know the US has a lot of dumb regulations like that, and that yeah. could just be a US market thing. Yeah. Um, but look, I, I am excited because they're bringing the manual back, so we'll have a six-speed manual. Yeah. Um, it's, it's basically a faster version of the Infiniti Q60 Red Sport, which we used to get here in Australia. Oh. But the problem with that car was that it didn't have a limited slip differential, so you had... 300 kilowatts of power going through one wheel. It was mm. like driving a powerful <laughs> VL Commodore. Um, so they're talking 298 kilowatts of power, 475 newton metres of torque, 3-litre twin-turbo V6, and they reckon it could be high 4 seconds, 0 to 100. So it be pretty bloody they're, quick. They're good numbers. What do you make of the interior on it? Uh, look, the interior, <laughs> Nissan and interior, just they're, they're not, you know, they're, they're getting there. Yeah, it's but, frustrating to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It reminds me a little bit of uh, of Subaru. It's yep. like, just come on, yep. come on. I, I think they've done some great elements in this. They've stayed true to the original with the tacos up the yep. front yep. and um, the dash. And, you know, there's some iconic bits that they've redesigned and kind of kept in, which I think is really cool. But... It's uh, the one I saw had the the red leather trim on yep. black, and I'm like, come on, don't yeah. do that. Go <laughs> um, home. Yeah. So look, I, I don't know. I, I think the interior. Hopefully, it will be secondary to the driving experience. I'm hoping that's where we'll end up with it. Now, Paul Yanavent Marek, <laughs> tell me about the Toyota Land Cruiser 300 investigation. <laughs> it, I'm putting your name to it. It's all. It's all you. <laughs> You've gone out and you're like, you're digging around for dirt and uh, there's a little bit of hoo-ha going on. A little bit of money to be made in the semiconductor <laughs> debacle. <laughs> um, so this is, of course, Turtle Land Cruiser 300 series related. Now, I won't claim this. This is my colleague, Mike Costello. Oh, throw um, old Mike under the bus, yeah, why don't you, Jesus? Yeah, under the 300 series. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what we discovered, uh, if you go onto car sales and have a look at used 300 series, there's a whole stack of them there and a lot are listed as dealer used. Now, it would be remarkable to me that if a customer bought the car and said, oh, you know what, I'm sick of this, I'm going to sell it now and I'll sell it back to the dealer and trade it in for a something else because that's the only way you end up with a dealer used car, right? So that then led us to start investigating what was going on here and what we found was a lot of these vehicles had low Ks on them. And what some dealers are doing is there'll be a customer in the queue. So let's pretend Gordy here has ordered the 300 series. Yeah. Uh, dealer calls up and goes, hey, your car's arriving next week. Um, I'll give you $20,000 if you don't take it away. 
And you go, uh, okay. Um, so basically what they'll do is register the car. Mm. You've bought it. You've delivered it. Yep. It will then get given back to the dealer. You'll get your 20 grand. And the dealer then lists it for $200,000. So they're making an extra 20, 40 grand out of this. And they're listing it as a used vehicle, even though it has literally a handful of Ks on mm. it. And what Toyota said to start with, and they did this with the Supra as well, that the dealers must hold their... Uh, test drive stock for at least six to 12 months. So that means the dealer can't go, okay, I've got three demonstrators. I'm going to just sell them all immediately. So Toyota has said, no, you must not do that. So some dealers are getting creative and they're going, well, if I can't sell that, I'm just going to take the customer's car and resell that. And Toyota's come out and said, um, we're investigating. And if we find any dealer to be actively doing this, we're going to basically, uh, they've got a, a dealer council they're going to to grill them. And this could mean losing your dealer license. If if they see this as damaging the Toyota brand, Toyota has the right to the license. You as a dealer don't, and I'm sure there will be clauses in there about um, reputational damage and things like that. Mm. This is reputational damage because the customer you fleece by charging them 200 grand for a $150,000 car won't ever come back because they're doing it because they, they need it. And and one good example of this is Carnival, right? Mm. Um, a lot of people buy Carnival because it's one of the few people movers that have um, engineering uh, work done to them to make them wheelchair accessible. So we've got some family friends who bought a, an older Carnival and they can basically fit two wheelchairs down the centre aisle. Mm-hmm. So Carnival is one of the few options you have. What some dealers are doing is the same with Carnival, where they're charging 10, 15, 20 grand more for this vehicle. And you then have some customers who actually need this vehicle to transport a disabled child, Mm. and you're going to then take 20 grand off them, which I just find disgusting. So I think in this instance, Toyota's doing the right thing by investigating. And if you're a dealer that's doing this, I mean, you have to be you have to have rocks in your head. You have to be really too dumb to realise that you are going to affect your reputation long-term. You might be making some money now, but when the market starts drying up, guess where people won't be coming back, and that is your dealer. Yeah, you're right. It is such a dumb move. I don't see any difference between, say, a dealership and, say, uh, a normal, like a franchise, like a McDonald's franchise, yeah. just dicking around with the burgers and, and selling them for a Imagine bigger that. price. At the end of an AFL game, um, the McDonald's next to the stadium all of a sudden charges you $20 for a Big Mac. It's like, what the <laughs> f-? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that, that really they, they need to have a good look at themselves and, and you just you can't be a very good business person if you think that this is a long-term play. So, should we get into the mystery car review? Yeah, go on. Should we do this? Yeah. Okay. Our New Zealand voiceover lady is about to reveal the Chinese car we have picked is... The Havel H6. Prices start from $32,990 with the premium edition to $39,990 for the top-spec all-wheel drive Vanter edition. The one we reviewed is the Lux edition at $35,990 drive away. Havel H6. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Okay. First of all, I see what you've done here because <laughs> I think your intention was to sort of say, hey, you go, I crap on about how much I love European cars, Porsche and Ferrari and stuff like this. Try a Chinese-made car. And I th- I've got this feeling you'd be pleasantly surprised. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was a little surprised. Okay, good. In a good <laughs> way or a bad way? It's funny, like, um, the, the name, like, I remember when Great Wall hit the market. I was like... One, what a weird name for a motor, motoring company. It'd be like us having a motoring company called Uluru. Yeah. It's you know. like, 
Oh, that's a bit offensive. Come well, on, man. Rocks Jeez, we'll get bloody cans. Oh, there we go. We oh, that's even worse <laughs> now. I don't know what to call it. Oh, God. The big rock. Hang on. <laughs> I think Indy's just pulled his music off Spotify. <laughs> when I think Great Wall, I'm like, I always think, uh, I don't know. I don't really have much of an education on the Great Wall. I think that old guy who was like, you know, the kid in the back of the, the car during that ad where he's oh, like. the Telstra ad. Yeah. Why they make the Great Wall of China? Like, is Emperor Nazi Goring to keep the rabbits out? <laughs> what that kid should have asked is, why is my dad 108 years old? <laughs> yeah, the dad was disproportionately <laughs> older than the child. <laughs> the dad had a pensioner's card. Are we sure it wasn't the grandfather? No, it was, it was his dad. How did, did you check that? <laughs> he should have been asking... <laughs> And, and why is my mum only 17 years older than me? Because I've been to school and done the math. This doesn't work out. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Havel, age six. Okay, so the one that uh, I reviewed was the Lux version, yep. which I love. Lux, um, which is, I guess, it's like a mid spec. It's mid spec, right? I guess it's even now they've they've introduced uh, the Van Vantra. Yes, yeah, that's so the Vanta. Yeah, yep. Vanta, thank you. It sits to that bottom mid-range. I've got prices here. What are we talking? Oh, that's it. Just under 36K for one of these. Uh, Seven-year warranty, five years roadside assist. Uh, what else are you getting? Five years capped price servicing yep. as well. Okay, let's just, one, let it sit in that 36K for this... It's a, a mid-size, but it's on the larger side. Well, it's that's drive away as well. So yeah. um, often when we quote prices, it's not drive away because no. you're not allowed to talk drive away prices unless you know where the person's from or unless it's a national offer. So 36 grand in a Mazda CX-5 will get you, I mean, I, I don't know this exactly, but Roughly I'm pretty the sure base, right? it will be a manual transmission and cloth seats. Um, I mean, to think that you will get a vehicle here that is is so incredibly well equipped for that kind of money. Mm. It means that someone who you know doesn't have a huge amount of money to splash can actually get what is I would term a pretty luxury vehicle. I mean that that Lux spec brings with it um, uh, the the leather sort of uh, appointed seats. You got power mm. driver's seat, dual zone climate, eight speaker sound system, radar cruise control, yep. uh, privacy glass, three sixty camera, LED lights, like. It comes with pretty much everything you need. So. Everything. Just doing a quick walk around of this car, you look at it at the front and that big uh, imposing grille it's got yep. looks fantastic. The car I was driving was black with the um, the sort of chrome grille, if you like. Yes. It was big. It was imposing. It makes this car look like it's yep. got presence. Um, wrapping around the side, it looks good. I mean, it's it's a it's a great-looking car. Yeah. Uh, the back with the one the LED, LED strip, strip that yeah. looks cool. And that's what I was saying to you. Like, if, if you showed that to a person that didn't know what brand it was, yeah. you would just assume it's a European or, or a Japanese-branded vehicle. And I'm seeing so many of these out on the road because people are going, hold on, why would I pay 10 or 15, 20 grand more for the equivalent Japanese or European vehicle mm -hmm. when I can just buy this? So if you're not brand conscious, they're actually not a bad option. And my thing with all of these cars is to make sure that I, I guess you're buying a car that that is safe. So this has all the safety sort of bells and whistles, but it hasn't been crash tested yet by Still ANCAP. hasn't. Right. So that's the only thing that I'm wary of, that, that you just need to be careful um, when you're buying these things to just make sure that, that, you know, they do have a safety rating. Often they will be crashed in China mm. and will have a safety rating there. But look, I, I don't mean this to sound probably the way that it's going to sound, but I, I wouldn't trust... Um, 
I, don't know, I, I would prefer it to be an independent crash body that isn't based in, in their own country crash testing these things. Um, often with other brands, you'll have it crashed in Europe, the US and potentially Australia as well. And that gives you a really good idea of how it performs. Mustang was a good example. Mm. It got glowing crash safety ratings in the States. And then when they crashed it in Europe, the thing was appalling. So so you heard it first. Paul doesn't want this crash tested in China and the Foo Fighters just, just pulled their music off Spotify. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get. Look, I get what you mean. Everything in this car is great. The leather interior—it's got these kind of cuts in the in the seats, if you like. I don't yes. know what I'd call them cutouts yep. or like the diamond quilting type stuff. Well, there's no quilting. It's more like this sort of—I don't know. It just looks like there's a separation in the seats. There's not, but it just looks like it the way they've stitched it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah it's there's like no, a, there's no diamond quilting, is there? It's a design thing. Yes, a design thing. Thank you. The screens are great. I'm just going to call it a Digi Dash because I hate a digital instrument cluster. Um, <laughs> the Digi Dash has got everything you need on there and uh, nothing you don't. Uh, the infotainment system's pretty good. I am going to say that this thing pissed me off because the Apple CarPlay didn't work in it. Yes, so let's talk about that for a second. So mm-hmm. their infotainment system, I think, is Android-based. So it's, it's quite fast and sharp and very good, but you had issues with getting CarPlay to work on it. Yeah, and the one of the dealers came in and helped me out and uh, it sort of worked. And then I drove away and it paused and it didn't. And then I turned the car off and left it for a bit, turned it on and it worked. Obviously, I don't think this is a thing across the board. I think this is just a, a one-off, but not great for a press car, I'll say that. Yes. Um, not a great look from, from them, but probably an oversight. You know, if you're going to spend... If you're going to spend any amount of money on a car, whether it's 36K or 136K, you'd expect something like that to work. And given that I don't think it's got built-in navigation, does it? No, a lot of these don't because yeah. it's it's one less thing you have to worry about upgrading and you know annoying a customer with. There's less components inside. So. And I don't think they can ever really compete these days with Google Maps or, no. or, or Waze yeah. and that sort of stuff. So I think that's a smart move. Driving from where I was in the absolute outskirts of Sydney into back into it, it was like, oh no, come on. I was really relying on that and I'm shit with stuff like that. But other than that, if you've got if you've got a family and you you know you uh, you don't want to spend a hell of a lot of money, you're getting you're getting bang for your buck. I think if I was going to get super critical on this mm-hmm. car, um, things like maybe the suspension could need a bit of finessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the brakes as well a little bit, a little bit of the the handling. Where I'm getting at is Havel are in a brilliant spot yep. for a new car. They've got a bit to go, but they're going in a great direction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, look, I, I completely agree. And that was one of the things when we tested it and our videos live on YouTube with this, um, it, the suspension was very soft. And across our sine waves, which is the, the continuous undulations at highway speeds, the thing almost left the ground. Like it, it is way too soft. Um, and probably the only other thing that I would call out is the dual clutch transmission. It's it can be a little dicky at times. You think? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think the normal person would kind of be yeah. bothered with it. Well, just on inclines and stuff like that. But look, it's only a minor complaint. Um, I thought it was punchy enough. But yeah. the thing that stands out for me stands out for me is how much room there is inside. Like, it's huge. huge. Yeah, it is huge. So it's bi- it feels bigger than the other competitors, like the CX five and stuff. This feels much bigger. So yeah. Look, I- I'm a fan of it, and um, look, I would recommend one. But a- as always, I would just tread lightly until it is crash tested. I know that ANCAP here in Australia has a huge backlog of cars due to COVID that they need to crash test, mm-hmm. and I'm almost 100 percent sure this is on their list so yeah yeah i would um i'd definitely go for this as well does it 
deserve to be sitting next to brands like Tucson or, oh, sorry, uh, Hyundai or Toyota. I think it's got a place. I think it should definitely be on people's, the top of people's lists. Yeah. Um, as I said, there's some finessing to do, but for a brand new brand generally in the market, they're in a fantastic place. And what they're offering is amazing for the price. So, yeah, definitely should be on your list. And worth keeping in mind as well that um, these are the best-selling uh, SUV brand in China. You know, that's that's why um, they're, they're, they feel so good. It's simply because they have a lot of history um, in, in China. Whew. Back in the studio together. It feels nice. Mm. If you say so. How dare you? I flew down here for this. I flew. I got on a COVID-infested plane and flew down. I told my wife I was going for a business meeting, but I was here to hang out with my mate. Of course I'm not coming down here for a business meeting. I sit behind a microphone for a living and talk into a stick. Uh, well, that was fun anyway. Um, I thought we would ha- have a quick chat about some of the feedback that we've got. and It's, it's, uh, it's not good. Um, yeah. right, we'll spoiler go the, alert. We'll go and the, it's mainly Paul. We'll go to the good feedback. Um, <laughs> we got one of the emails that we got was from George who said, uh, lads, cheers for answering my question in episode four. That was cool, lads. Oh, George is back. Yeah. Okay. Um, loving the show. The two of you make a great duo and the episodes flow nicely from friendly banter to informative and engaging content really well. Um, I, I'm going to have to point out here that uh, Gordy was indeed incorrect. I was on an A380, not a 747. Oh, Jesus. Um, As an engineer, <laughs> I was on an A380. You will close are you, are you one of those people that would have, like, sat on the bonnet of your car and, like, plane watched? <laughs> is that your thing? I feel like that is your thing. That was That's crazy. why you wanted to move bloody to Geelong so you could be closer to Avalon. Because <laughs> I like the... Domestic uh, flights as an engineer in <laughs> rivers, slacks, and sensible shirt on. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, anyway, he says, uh, I'm a pilot and there's nothing more satisfying than grinding the gears of an OCD engineer by calling things the wrong thing, which I think Gordy was potentially uh, doing it on purpose. What's his name? Uh, George. George. <laughs> Shut up. Um, he, he does make a good point, though. He says we should review the new WRX, and I am looking yep. forward to doing that because it's had good reviews overseas. Oh, you know what? I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, there's a lot of cars that have that have had great reviews, and we get in them and we're like, this is a bucket of shit. <laughs> exactly. So, Do you know what yeah. I mean, though? Yeah. Like, there is... Th- th- some of these, some of these... Don't trust these overseas journalists. They're exactly. all They're all taking the money. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, if you want to be like George and uh, send us an email, contact at thedriveshow.com.au. Please email us. Send yeah. us anything. Okay. We'll as, an, as, a, as a non-engineer, an easier way to do it would be to jump on our Instagram, yeah. which is uh, at thedriveshow.com.au, and just click on message. Yeah. That's easy. And most, most people in 2022 do that. That's true. Rather than email. Um, please also leave us a rating because that will help uh, promote the podcast on your favourite podcast. Pod- podcast platform, (laughs) whatever it is. Um, Yeah, so just leave us a rating on whatever you're listening to, Uh, a good rating, hopefully. I'm sorry, I'm just ordering one of those cars with the wheelchair access. (laughs) Sorry, it's about 20 grand more than I was hoping. (laughs) One thing I didn't do was uh, I want to shout out to Steve from Havel. Because yes. uh, I was, uh, there was a lot of buggerising around, and Steve, Scottish, St- Scottish Stephen, he came to the party and he's like, "God, dear, what, what do you want?" And I'm like, "Man, I need a Havel ASAP. Do you want the Jolly on, or do you want the H6? 
I recommend the Jolion because it reminds me of a young boy I used to go to school with, little Jolion. It was a Casanova. <laughs> His mother used to say, Jolion, have you got your condoms? <laughs> I was bewildered. Anyway, Gordon, what's your, uh, what card do you want, you f***er? And I'm like, just give me the H6. The H6, I'll give it to you. You got it. Don't f***ing worry about anything. Anyway, shout out to Scottish Stephen. Yeah, he's a legend of a bloke. Good guy. He is. He's a legend of a bloke, so I'm glad he was able to help out. He was good. He was a good egg. All right. Please rate us and subscribe and do all that. That'd be nice. Yes, yes, please do. And uh, we will chat to you guys in a fortnight. Tell us what you want us to to review and uh, we'll jump on that. That'd be great.